Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with a bonus episode. That is April 2017's income report. And we have some value bombs that we will be dropping up on your head. So don't you go anywhere. First, I want to do a quick income at a glance, just so you know what went on, and then we're going to be getting into the details later, of course. But our gross income for April was $195,482. Our expenses were $65K for a total net profit of $130,000, which is $242,000 less than last month. But if you're a loyal listener, you know that's because we actually did receive a $254,000 check from Kickstarter at the completion of the Mastery General Kickstarter campaign. So overall, um, take that check away. We actually went up in income for the month. So some good things happened there for sure. And as always, I have the lovely and classy Kate Erickson and Josh Bowerly on the mics. So what's up, guys? What's up, Fire Nation? What's up, Fire Nation? In the house. And as always, uh, we start with the CPA on FIRE's monthly tax tip. So, Josh, why don't you take it away? Can you believe there's another tax season in the books? <laughs> Can you? <laughs> I, I can't. Get this. We did 500 tax returns either <gasps> done or extended this year. Whoa, that's I, insane. I, I almost didn't survive, but I'm here. We're ready to go. Oh, I love How it. How does that compare to last year, Josh? So actually, last year, I was just looking at it, we did 381 through all of 2016. This year, we did about 500 just during tax season. Wow. And 498 of them were, were you, Fire Nation. So good job. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> in, in some way or another, I'm sure they directly <laughs> tied back to Fire Nation. So thank you, Fire Nation. So cool. And we're going to get right into it this, this week. And we're going to do another month of just going through some frequently asked questions. And since we just got out of tax season, we're obviously getting a ton of these questions. So this first one, number one, is one I get all the time. I know we've covered it briefly on, this, on these income reports, but we get it so much it's worth going over again. And that is, should I incorporate my business in Delaware or in Wyoming or in Nevada or any of these other supposedly great states to incorporate your business? And this is honestly one of the most misunderstood topics I see in the business world. And there's a good reason for that. There's a lot of terrible information out there. And it's from people who want to charge you a lot of money to set you up in these supposedly great tax-friendly states. All right, so let me keep this short and simple for you. You have to incorporate your business in the place that you operate your business. And for most of Fire Nation, that's going to be where they live. Right? You're going to get people telling you, no, no, your business is located online. Therefore, it, it doesn't have a location, so you can do whatever you want. This is not true. You're still sitting at your computer. You're still working at that computer in your location, and your state is going to consider you to be in that state. And here's the other thing where they're, they're not telling you the truth in this stuff. Even if you could incorporate in Nevada or Delaware or wherever else, it wouldn't do you any good because – all of Fire or most of Fire Nation is going to be in a pass-through entity, which means it passes through to them personally, and they pay the taxes in the state they live in personally. Okay, so even if you could go and, and incorporate your business in, say, Nevada, a tax-free state, it's still going to come back to you personally, and that's where you pay the taxes. All right, so Fire Nation, if you if you hear anything about this, if someone's trying to say, hey, pay me $3,000, I'll make sure you never have to pay taxes, I'll get you in the right state, do not listen to them. All right, You have to incorporate in the state that you work from, the state that you operate in, probably the state that you live in. 
am I am I being clear enough on that, John? Hey, you're speaking to somebody that moved to Puerto Rico because I wanted to incorporate in Puerto Rico. So I actually did the thing. I physically got up and moved. Convince Kate, who was born and raised in San Diego, to do the same. And I will say this: uh, we're, we're enjoying ourselves down here. We just hosted Kate's family for an entire month, which we'll talk about later in the income report, Josh. Preferably after you get off, just in case you know <laughs> things get a little spicy. But yes, <laughs> it, it makes it makes sense to me a hundred percent. And I just think that people need to realize, like, listen, just just be doing the right thing. And does it feel like you're doing the right thing if you're quote unquote incorporating in Delaware, even though you've never stepped foot in that state? Of course not. So think about it. You're using, you know, I'm going to just use California as an example. You're using California's roads, you know, using the infrastructure, the bridges, the police, if you need them, you're using this, using that. So, you know, you owe that place that you're living, uh, your taxes for those reasons and for many more. So you got it, Josh, keep going. You moved from Maine to California at one point. As much as you would have loved to stay in Maine, which had lower taxes, we bit the bullet and you paid uh, taxes to California. So Mm. perfect example. Perfect. All right. Number two, and this is a little bit more fun one. All right. Now we can get rid of the bad news. I got this one a ton this year, and I love this because it means people are starting to take advantage of the whole location-independent business, right? And the question I would get is something along the lines of, I'm traveling around the world or around the country or wherever. Part of it's for business. Part of it's for personal. What portion of my flights and hotels and all these other travel expenses can I deduct, right? And this is, this is awesome because it's, it's such a golden age to own a business and, and be completely location independent and be able to do this, right? And be able to write off part of this travel as part of your business. But it is tough to figure out, okay, what's business, what's personal, what can I deduct? And the scenario we get a lot is people are going somewhere overseas, right? That somewhere for we, Amazon sellers are a good example of this. They, they'll go somewhere where their suppliers are and they'll go visit them. And then while they're there, they'll go, they'll spend another couple weeks touring wherever they're at. Okay. And they're going to say, okay, well, what part of that's deductible? And what they'll do is they'll fly somewhere for business. All right. And then they'll fly somewhere else for personal. Then they'll fly back home. And the key thing to remember here is in order to deduct flights, it has to be directly to or from a business location. Okay, so if you fly into somewhere personal first, so if you start off somewhere, and let's just say, to keep it simple, let's say that you're going, you live in California, you're going to go to Florida, and then you're going to hit up Maine. Okay, so you're going to Florida for personal reasons, then you're going to hop over to Maine for a business conference. A lot of people will say, okay, I know I can't deduct the flight to Florida, but I would have had to go from California to Maine anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and factor that in. You cannot do that. It has to be directly to the business location. So any part of that trip to Florida for personal reasons is out. All right, so I guess what I would say here is make sure you're going either directly to or directly from the business location at one point. So don't go personal location, business, then another personal location, then home. I know I'm, I'm throwing a lot out here. It's probably confusing to listen to. If it is, go, go check out the blog and read it. It might make more sense in writing. But just keep this in mind. At some point, you have to be going directly to or from a business location. Makes sense at all? It really does. And just like you said, Josh, eofire.com slash income 44. This is our 44th income report. Josh, you've been on at least half of these, by the way. We should, we should actually go back and figure out how many of these you've been on. But Fire Nation, eofire.com slash income 44. We have both of these FAQs, these frequently asked questions listed out. Josh did a great job writing in detail. So you can go back over these and have any questions answered that you might have. And Josh, take us home, brother. 
Yep. So one more note on the travel stuff. <laughs> I get this all the time. They say, okay, I traveled for personal reasons, but I brought my computer and work from it. So it's a business <laughs> trip. Not quite Fire Nation, unfortunately. This You've got to have a clear business purpose for being in the location you're traveling. I'm going to throw something random out there because this happens all the time. I might have been guilty of this myself too. But every time I'm like out to a dinner, like somebody's going to make some crack of like, oh, so uh, how's your business going? Oh, we can write this off. We just talked about business. <laughs> like, what's the deal with that? Silver along those lines, I heard a, a CPA once tell a, a business conference, hey, anytime you travel, go ask the, someone at the hotel if the hotel's for sale. Now you just made it a business trip. Oh, so, man. Getting a little on the sketchy side. Um, you definitely want to keep it for true business purposes. Look, here's the, the we've, we've mentioned this before. This is the standard to go by. Is what I'm writing off, did it increase the bottom line of my business in some way? Okay, so did going out with the person you went out to dinner with in some way increase the bottom line of your business? Did you discuss some way that you could make more money, some way that you could save money, something that increases the bottom line. That's the standard you want to go by. Well, at least as far as I know, you know, we don't have drones hovering around hearing every word of our conversation, Fire Nation. But the reality is this, just do the right thing. You know, even though you know you're not always being watched, you're not always being listened to, depending on what scale of the the big brother that you, you lean on here. Just do the right thing. I mean, that's one thing that I've decided to do from day one. And, you know, we've definitely benefited as a result of that. So you know what the right thing is. Your gut, your intuition is going to tell you. And of course, if you have people like Josh on your team, um, they'll tell you as well. So Josh, take us home. They can reach out to me anytime, josh at cpamfire.com. Now that tax season is over, you'll get a lot quicker replies. Um, you can check out our website, cpamfire.com. And we still, as always, have the free course if you're trying to decide what type of business entity to be. That's cpamfire.com slash fire nation. cpaonfire.com. Of course, reach out to Josh directly, josh at cpaonfire.com. We're going to push that number 500 to at least 750 in 2018, Fire Nation. So uh, be part of that crew. And Kate, you've been kind of quiet over there and you, you know, have been kind of busy as well. I mean, we had a pretty big debut in April in the midst of your parents, aunt, uncle, my mother, sister and niece being here. Um, something, something happened. Something went down. Speak up, woman. <laughs> Just soaking it all in over here. <laughs> uh, no, we did have a big debut in April, and it's been a long time in the works. And it started actually two years ago, actually over two years ago, I think, when you and I traveled to the Philippines to speak at Tropical Think Tank with Chris Ducker. Such a great event. Um, and at that event, we had the opportunity to meet and spend time with a ton of really great people. There were like 50 attendees maybe eight other speakers. And it was kind of like a week long at an all-inclusive resort. So, you know, we really got to know other people and uh, spend some quality time with others who were there. And one person who we connected with ended up reaching out to us. Uh, gosh, I want to say it was at least like a year after that event. We kind of stayed in touch and emailed back and forth. Um, this gentleman goes by the name of JC and he reached out to us and proposed an idea. And this is this big debut that we've been working towards for probably close to a year now, I would say. And it is called Fire Up. 
And what FireUp is, is a suite of apps that will help entrepreneurs increase conversions on their website, of course, with the end goal of getting more leads and customers, which all of us want. Um, But that's not like super easy to get, especially when you're just starting your business. What I love about FireUp is that we offer that for free. So you can actually go in and customize three apps on your site absolutely free. We call them the Fire Bar, which is like a sticky bar at the top of the site. The Fire Box, which is a pop-up opt-in on your site. And the Fire Gate, which is the welcome gate that you can have appear. You probably recognize it on EO Fire if you visit for the first time or if you haven't been to the site in a while. You'll get a full screen that's offering you an opt-in um, before you get redirected to the site. So super excited about Fire Up. The debut is really us testing these apps out, um, introducing the apps to others so that they can start using them on their own site. So currently we have them on podcastersparadise.com and on eofire.com. So if you want to check those out, you can head over there. But John, uh, what do you think about the way that FireUp has progressed? Well, it's definitely been a progression. You know, we started talking about this about a year ago. And of course, these things don't happen overnight. Nothing of value ever does. Uh, We've been working with JC and his team now for quite some time. And I'm really excited that this is live because Fire Nation, you need to grow your audience. And to grow your audience, you need to capture website traffic. You need to capture people that are visiting your website, their email address, you know, maybe for some people it might be a phone number, like whatever that actual lead is that you want to capture. You need to have tools to allow you to do just that. And that's what FireUp is. I've been using something very similar to FireUp for many years now leading up to our launch of this. Now, of course, we're only using FireUp because in my opinion, you know, it's awesome and we want to be using it. And when I look back, a lot of our email leads over the years have come through these boxes and sticky bars and slide-in tools because they get people's attention. So when you're on a website, you might see these things as slight annoyances. You might see these things as things that are kind of getting in the way a little bit. But for the person that's running that site, there's a very specific reason for them, and that is to increase the lead generation so that you can then take those emails, take those leads, and continue the conversation with free products, or products paid, or services, or communities, fill in the blank. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to our voices right now, you really need to make sure that your website, along with other parts of your business, is doing the most that it can to capture the leads that are coming across uh, your world. And FireUp is a great example of a tool that we worked a long, long time on. And now you can see on our site, um, both eofire.com as well as podcastersparadise.com, as well as by going to fireup.co, where you can just see the beautiful website that we have there in an in-detail description of what we have going on with FireUp and how you can sign up for completely free. So, uh, Kate, that's what I got to say about Fire Up. If you want to close that down, let's move on to the next section. Yeah, just kind of like a little takeaway from the whole Fire Up experience. You know, we're still very early on in the journey, and um, it's certainly MVP, a minimum viable product right now. But um, we're really dedicated to creating something that's going to be powerful for your website. Because as you said, John, we're using it on our own site. And (laughs) we certainly want powerful tools on our site. Yeah. Um, So we're excited about bringing those to all of you as well, Fire Nation. 
What do you do with your money? Now, that's a question that Kate and I have been asked multiple times. And of course, we're always like, well, don't we tell you every single month in our income reports? And they're like, yeah, but what do you actually do with the money? I mean, you know, after all of the things. So Kate actually created a pretty awesome section in this income report. And we're going to kind of walk through that right now. Audibly, but of course, as always, eofire.com slash income for four. You can read through this whole section that Kate spent a lot of time and put some really cool things in. But Kate, how do you want to start off this section of what do you do with your money? Well, I definitely want to point to a book that I've heard so many entrepreneurs talk about that's been really helpful on their financial journey. Um, And you might be thinking, okay, she's definitely going to say secrets of a millionaire mind or, you know, something to that effect. But it's actually a book called Profit First. Uh, Michael Michalowicz, am I right? Yeah, you nailed the last name. Or does he just go by Mike Michalowicz? Uh, He goes by Mike, Michael, the whole nine yards. All of the names. (laughs) As long as you say profit first, he's like, yes, that's me. (laughs) He'll even answer to Mikkel, I've heard. (laughs) Um, So Fire Nation, if you've heard of this book or you've heard of the profit first mentality, then you probably have a pretty good handle on how we manage our money. But, you know, it's funny that this question kept coming up again and again, uh, most uh, recently in the comment section of our income reports, because it's like, Uh, uh, John, you point this out every single month. Thank you for the kudos. But I spend a lot of time on these income reports. And it's like by the end, I've run so many numbers and done so many calculations. I'm like, it's just net revenue. (laughs) Like that's what it is. (laughs) Um, But then to think about, you know, from the perspective of somebody who's tuning in to these income reports, who follows EO Fire, you know, what happens to that money after that? So I... I'm grateful for this question because even though it's not, I mean, honestly, I know exactly what happens to that money, but you know, we don't always stop to think about these kinds of things. And I think it's important to think about these kind of things. So I kind of laid out, um, five different categories that I felt were main categories for the money that we earn that net revenue that after you see the gross income and you see the money we spent and you see the money that we paid out to ourselves, like, where does all the rest of it go? And so those five main categories that I came up with, um, I'll go ahead and list them out. And then John, do you want to maybe like dive into a little bit more detail about what each of them represents? Yeah. The first one would be investments and savings. And I kind of lump these two together because, well, John, you're going to get into the details, so I won't. Um, Two is our salaries. Three is taxes. Four is business, so business expenses. And five I called giving. So, John, why don't you go through each of them like with a couple of examples maybe so people have an idea of what I'm talking about here. Sure, and I'll be detailed and I'll be transparent because, you know, that's what we do here at EO Fire. So I'll just kind of continue that trend. Now, with investment and savings, you know, that is things that, number one, we invest in, whether it be a company. I've made a couple investments in specific startups, et cetera, plus our stocks and our portfolios. So, I have a lot of mutual funds. Um, I'm consistently on an every two-week basis dollar cost averaging into index funds. Now, if you've read any of Tony Robbins' books, um, Money Master the Game or Unshakable, you know, he talks a lot about index funds. And I've actually been an index fund guy for basically my entire life because I've always been into finance. So if you want to learn more about index funds, I would just read anything by Warren Buffett. 
uh, Bogle from Vanguard, or of course, Tony Robbins' two books are great as well. But um, we're investing on a consistent basis into mutual funds, index funds specifically, as well as a couple stocks. Like I'm a huge believer in Facebook, so I do own Facebook stock as well. And so these are some of our investments in savings. Now, I did mention that company, so I guess I might as well kind of complete this transparency by saying uh, back in 2015, I invested um, in a company called Gimlet Media. It was Alex Bloomberg left Planet Money, and he decided to launch a podcasting company. And I'm like, hey, I know podcasting. You know, I know all things podcasting. Maybe I can, number one, help them. And I'm actually on their board, so I do help them in certain decisions when they come to me, which is from time to time. And number two, I believe in this industry of podcasting, so I think it's a good investment for that reason as well. So those are um, that's an example of one of the investments that I've made over the years in the in this category of investments and savings. Now, of course, you know we have our cash position, we have our business bank accounts, we have all of those things. Um, so that's kind of where all of our money is. One thing I will say, and I highly recommend anybody doing this because I think it's an amazing way to track all in one place, not just your savings and investments, but just everything, like where all your money is. You, you can attach your credit cards to this as well so you know what your liabilities are too, and that is personal capital. So every day, I log in at least once a day to personal capital, which I one time linked up to all of my uh, business bank and personal accounts and, and investment accounts. So I have linked up personal capital to all of these. And then when I go to that one page, it will refresh all of the balances on there so I can track and see exactly where I'm at on just one page. Instead of having to log into like 10 or 15 or 20 different places, it's all on one page. And I love the, the net worth bar graph that you can watch and so you can make sure, hey, am I trending in the right direction or am I trending in the wrong direction or have I been plateauing for a while? So you can really kind of keep your finger on the pulse and make sure that your business um, is doing the right thing, which means that your net worth should be trending up and to the right. So salaries is next and that's the money that, Kate and I pay to ourselves as individuals through EO Fire. This is something that you should be doing, um, especially if you have an LLC or an S or a C corporation, because that's going to help you when it comes to taxes. So we pay ourselves salaries. And, you know, that goes into our personal accounts so that when we have to take, you know, Case Paris out to dinner or, you know, my parents on a trip or do this or do that, like that comes out of our personal uh, savings that we accrue and grow through our salaries. Now, taxes has been a huge one for us. And, you know, one thing, and, and Kate put this actually in the income report, that you don't actually see our taxes typically on our income reports because our net revenue is actually considered net and it passes through to me. JLD as an individual. So EO Fire, the business, isn't paying taxes. I'm paying taxes. You know, me, John Lee Dumas. And the example that Kate actually gave in the income report is that in 2015, we paid over $1 million in taxes. So of course, when you're making the kind of money that EO Fire is making, you're also going to be paying the kind of taxes that really make you uh, kind of cringe, I think might be the word. And, and, and that's what it was for us in 2015. Absolutely. And of course, and beyond as we continue to, uh, to, to make more and more revenue. Uh, business expenses, that's just everything that you do see in our income reports, like paying our virtual team, recurring costs for softwares, for tools. You know, we have an extended team with independent contractors and we have them on retainer. We have advertising, website development, and all this stuff. And that all comes through business expenses. And of course, we do list those on every single one of our 44 income reports. And then when Kate mentioned giving, you know, that's huge for us. In 2016 alone, 
alone, we donated $75,000 to Pencils of Promise on behalf of people who invested in themselves and actually purchased and supported the Freedom Journal. Um, that was just a cause that you know we really believe in. I'm friends with the founder, Adam Braun, and we were able to build three schools in developing countries through this. Um, you know, we've gone ahead and made some other big donations over the years as well. You know, in 2017, um, we've continued to donate to Pencils of Promise and other causes. Like, in fact, I just made a donation today to my sister uh, or to a breast cancer walk in the state of Maine that I'm going to be going on with my sister and her husband and some other of our friends in support of breast cancer in June in Maine. So we'd love to be able to give to these different causes that we believe in. Uh, so, Kate, I've just kind of been spurting off at the mouth on those five points. Anything that I missed or that you want to kind of double back on and add to? No, you basically crushed it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Mic drop. See you, Fire Nation. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we will move on and we're going to move on to the topic of Full House. Now, not that amazing sitcom from the 80s and 90s in San Francisco, but our house was a very, very, very full house the entire <laughs> month of April. No joke. We're talking April 2nd all the way till May 2nd. We had people living in our house. Um, those people happened to be Kate's parents. They also happened to be my mother, sister, and niece for one week, and also Kate's aunt and uncle for I think it was about 10 days. So Kate, why don't you kind of break down the full house of Casa del Dumas? Yeah, April was pretty crazy um, in an awesome way. We first started off the month with my parents coming in, which was great. Um, they, as you said, they stayed for the entire month. So like, let's just blanket that. My parents were here for everything we're about to talk about. <laughs> um, and then shortly after they arrived, you and I traveled to San Juan to speak at a 25-person mastermind put on by our amazing friends, Mark and Krista, who run the American Posture Institute. And they've started these Puerto Rico masterminds, and we're very excited to be a part of it. There were so many fun activities that they had planned. So like, it wasn't your typical weekend mastermind. Um, for example, John gave his talk and his bathing suit at the swimming pool, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty cool. Um, we did a sunset sail in the San Juan Harbor, which was awesome to see old San Juan from a different perspective. We did a party bus. Um, was that Senior Frogs that we were yeah, at that, that was night? It. Yeah. Um, it was just a really well put together event. Some very high quality. Actually, everyone there was just a incredibly high quality entrepreneur. Um, really great people who had really great businesses rocking. So it was fun to be a part of that to speak. John, you crushed the entire day. Like literally, how many hours do you think you spoke <laughs> that day? I think it was probably like five hours pretty intense. Um, especially when like an hour and a half of that is in your bathing suit in the pool. <laughs> Very intense. <laughs> Rough life. <laughs> so we did that Puerto Rico masterminds and that was quickly followed by then all the parties and all the travel and all the things with all of our family who you mentioned, John. Um, we got to do a lot of first time trips together, which was really cool. Um, we took my parents and my aunt and my uncle over to Culebra, which is an island that's considered part of Puerto Rico, but off the coast of Puerto Rico. Um, so we were in a plane so small that we were the only people who fit in it. <laughs> <laughs> and we spent the day on Flamenco Beach, which was named the number one beach in the world, I believe, in 
2016. Yeah, by like travel and leisure or something. It was crazy. Yeah, and Condé Nast. And it was so breathtaking. We went over there and we were expecting to kind of like, okay, let's check out Flamenco Beach, but then maybe we'll go to some of the other beaches on the island. And we got there and we're like, there's no way that we're leaving this beach. And something pretty cool for me was I got to see these two, you know, completely abandoned tanks from the 1940s, one that was right on the beach and the one that was just a little further up. And, you know, being an army tanker myself, that was just kind of a a pretty cool scene to be able to walk around those and kind of picture myself, you know, in the hatch and just kind of being that tank commander. And that was that was kind of crazy to see. Yeah. So they did a lot. I mean, the story behind that is that those were actual tanks used for practice off the island, right? Culebra was like a testing ground of sorts. I don't know what you would call it for the army. Yeah, but also for protection because, you know, German U-boats were going around there during World War II. And also, um, a lot of people don't know this, but Vieques, which is the island right next to Culebra, you can see it uh, very clearly from Culebra. It's just literally the next island over. You feel like you can almost throw a rock at it. Um, was going to be called essentially Britain 2 because if the Germans successfully kicked the British out of the UK, which of course they never did, but if they had, the plan was to set up shop in Vieques because Vieques, you know, is essentially Puerto Rico is essentially the first island instead of islands that you come to across the Atlantic Ocean. So that would have allowed them to be safe distance-wise, but also be able to kind of strike back. So Puerto Rico, Vieques, Calabria, they they really hold a pretty important, uh, played a pretty important part in World War II for shipping and all the things that were involved. So kind of a crazy history around here. Look at you with your history. Yeah, I keep, keep reading up, you know, it's my home. Yes. And going to Old San Juan and visit, I'll never get sick of that. Old San Juan is just the the quaintest, uh, most unique little town. And going to the forts there, there's such a wealth of knowledge about the history. I took my parents to El Moro and like what you learn about the things that happened there. And it was actually used like way, way before. Um, and then most recently in World War II, like they point out on uh, graphs and stuff like the new additions. Uh, just it, as you said, John, really incredible history on this island, which has been uh, just, you know, a very a positive add to our experience here that I didn't really expect. Um, so above and beyond all of that, we did so many other things. We had all these amazing parties with the incredible like-minded people who we live with here in this beautiful community we call Palmas. And uh, we got to host a couple of those parties ourselves. And we got to be guests at a couple of those parties. I finally saw Ponce for the first time, which was a great treat. And all of Ponce, just like the rest of this island, holds so much history. It was a really uh, cool experience to walk around and see all of that. So, John, this is our one year anniversary in Puerto Rico. It's crazy. It's gone by like a lightning bolt, which of course isn't super surprising because that is what life seems like it happens for all of us. You know, to think that we've done 44 income reports, that EO Fire is coming up on its five year anniversary. I mean, all these things are kind of hard to swallow. And, you know, I just uh, can say that the most important thing that I've really tried to learn to do is just say, hey, let's just live today. Let's enjoy today. I know, for instance, you know, we have Saul coming in today um, from the Los Estados Unidos. He's going to be um, spending a, a day with JLD. I'm putting that in air quotes because he was one of the two people who claimed a day with JLD during the Kickstarter campaign. So this guy invested heavily in himself 
to come down to spend a day with me tomorrow. And we're going to have a great time tonight. We're going to have a great time tomorrow. And that's just kind of what I think that, you know, Puerto Rico's kind of taught me is just live in the moments. You know, we have a great uh, friends down here. We have a great house down here. We get to host down here. And, you know, we were able to have a place that we can host Kate's parents and my family simultaneously. And then Kate's aunt and uncle. And it was just, it's been a great experience. But Overall, it is hard to believe it's been a year. It's flown by. Well, Fire Nation, our 2017 income breakdown goes as follows. Product and service income was $138,000. We did 1,178 journal sales in the month of April alone for a total of $43,000. $23,000 of that was the Freedom Journal and $20,000 of that was the Mastery Journal. So a pretty close to even breakdown there. Uh, Podcasters Paradise brought in $32,000. Our sponsorship income was over $57,000. And then we have some other things that we list out at eofire.com slash income 44. Affiliate revenue was $57,000. ClickFunnels alone was $27,700. And by the way, if you're hearing my voice on this note, Russell Brunson, who's the founder of ClickFunnels, just launched his new book, Expert Secrets. Very recently, I've actually read the book twice. And if you haven't yet, all you need to do is head over to eofire.com slash expert. You can get the book Expert Secrets, the physical copy shipped to you for $8. And as an incentive to do so, I'm actually going to be gifting you your choice of the Freedom or Mastery Journal, the hardcover. And if you're a USA resident, I'm going to ship that hardcover to your doorstep. If you're non-USA, you're going to get your choice of the Freedom or Mastery Journal digital version. So again, everybody in the USA that's listening, head over to eofire.com slash expert, and you'll get for $8, Russell's Expert Secrets book. And I'm going to gift you a choice of the Freedom or Mastery Journal, the hardcover shipped to your door. Non-USAers, you're going to get your choice of the digital version uh, ClickFunnels is a great company. We use their services for our free courses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and this book, Expert Secrets, is really, really cool. So make sure you snag that. There's only about a week left. And as I'm speaking, it's May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. So uh, if you're listening to this within a week of Cinco de Mayo, 2017, May 5th, uh, definitely head over to eofire.com slash expert. Uh, we did... $5,000 for DSGs, that's Davis Eitman Garland, Create Awesome Online Courses, uh, $8,700 for Ramit Sethi's Zero to Launch. Uh, Ray Edwards Copywriting Academy did over $4,000. So we have a lot of big affiliates that we support, that we promote. So definitely check out our income report because you can see the links to all of those and maybe come up with some good ideas about people that you're going to support down the line for whatever it is you're going to do. Moving down to expenses, $62,000, we list everything that we spend money on. So definitely check that out because it might give you some good ideas on how to run your business. And that gives us a total net profit of $130,000. So Kate... What is the biggest lesson learned in April 2017? It's all about the follow-up. This is actually a lesson that I've learned over and over and over again, like for as long as I can remember. And I feel like I have very much been improving in this area and have systems in place and use some really awesome tools that help me with this. I can't say that I do it all alone by any means. 
Uh, but there's this recurring phrase, or I guess, to be real, an excuse that I hear so often from entrepreneurs, and it has to do with follow-up. So whether it's like reaching out to somebody to ask about a partnership or reaching out to someone to ask about a guest post, being a guest on a podcast, having someone on your podcast, there are any number of like sets of communication that we participate in as entrepreneurs, right? And so often when I ask people about these types of communications, you know, maybe somebody says, I'm having trouble finding guests for my podcast, or, um, you know, I'm trying to lock in a sponsor, but I'm, I'm just not hearing back from people. And when I ask them, you know, like what's been, what's been the series of events here, it typically, the extent of it is I reach out to them and they never got back to me. Well, <laughs> of course, like people are busy and there's a lot of things going on. So I'll keep this lesson short and sweet for this income report. But I really do feel like follow up is something that needs to be a priority. And I feel like it needs to be taught and shared more often. And so just remember that every time you send an email or make a phone call or you submit a form on someone else's site, they're potentially receiving multiples of these every single day, maybe even hundreds, depending on, you know, the person that you're reaching out to. When you add in several tasks and the responsibilities that I know that you're very familiar with, they're required to run your business and maybe even add in a few more because when you're growing your business, there's a good chance you're carrying around extra to-dos. And you think about the fact that we all have personal lives and just because you're anxious about receiving an answer from someone doesn't necessarily mean that person isn't on vacation right now, or maybe they're sick, or maybe they're just not waiting on the other end to answer your email, your call, or your form, or whatever it might be. So I highly encourage you to keep these things in mind and also to remind yourself of how important this connection is to you and this connection being any connection that you start because you've obviously decided it's worth your time to reach out to the person or the company in the first place. So why waste your time by not following up with that person? Instead of saying, I reached out to them, but I didn't hear back. Think about the fact that relationships and partnerships and deals and ongoing communication, these things require follow-up. And as an entrepreneur, you need to step up and take responsibility for making that happen. So whether it's reaching out to someone about being a guest on your podcast, again, maybe you're requesting to guest post on someone else's site, you're inquiring about a speaking opportunity, starting a conversation about a partnership, affiliate relationship, sponsorship deal, fill in the blank. Every time you reach out to somebody, take responsibility for that communication and don't forget to follow up. And there's some great tools out there, Fire Nation, Boomerang, followup.cc. So find your systems, find your automations, follow up. Now, I hope that you've enjoyed eofire.com slash income44. Again, links to everything that we've talked about, more details about everything we've talked about are waiting for you on that show notes page. Final call to action, Fire Nation. The best book I've read in 2017, Expert Secrets. You can get Expert Secrets, the physical copy, plus your choice of either the Freedom or Mastery Journal shipped to your door for $8. How do you do that? eofire.com slash expert. Now, of course, that only applies for U.S. residents. If you're outside the USA, you get the digital version of your choice of the journals, but you still get the physical version of Expert Secrets sent to you. I'll see you over at eofire.com slash expert secrets. 
Spirits, and I will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>